Moncrief on News Talk. Now, every country in these islands has their own version of the breakfast fry-up. And England is no different. But the English Breakfast Society feels their national version is under threat from foreign encroachment. Guy Boule de Missenden is founder and chair of the Society. Good afternoon, Guy. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, so, uh, who, what's encroaching into the English fry-up? <laughs> we, we just have a slight issue with hash browns. Uh, we think they belong in McDonald's, Sean. Right. Okay. Uh, but but if if many people, when they go into a calf uh, in you know any part of England, say I'll have some hash browns with that, should they be denied that option? Well, it depends. If you take pride in serving the English breakfast in a traditional way, it wouldn't be an option. Here's the thing, Sean. We grew up with bubble and squeak. We're all about bring back the bubble rather than cancel the hash brown. If that makes sense. Yes. And um, when you, bubble and squeak is this wonderfully nostalgic ingredient. And when you grew up with your mother making it, because her mother made it for her, because they grew up in times when families were worried about their food supply, you know, having this in your English breakfast growing up um, and then being asked to substitute it for a reconstituted fry, you know, frozen, then fried fast food snack in, in the breakfast. It just doesn't make any sense, Sean. Yeah. And so what what is then in an English breakfast fry up? What, sh- what should the, the, the ingredients be? Well, I'm pretty standard, you know, so I have, same as everybody else, egg, sausage, bacon, beans, fried slice. And um, if you wanted to add add regional variety to that, which we recommend, it's the spice of the tradition, you could add all kinds of wonderful ingredients, you know, be it sausages from different English counties, lawn sausage from Scotland. And um, it's that variety in the tradition that I think makes the breakfast really interesting. Yeah. Now, but the beans, though, as I understand it, beans were only really introduced in the 1960s, and that was after a marketing campaign by a beans manufacturer. First, they came for the hash brown, and nobody spoke up, and then they came for the bean, Sean. Yeah, but but, but do, you, do you see my point there? Why are you including beans? Are, are you, unless I you're do. a sneaky representative of big beans, and you're just trying I to do. keep that no, one No, we're in. not. They're on our hit list. We just have to deal with one ingredient at a time. Right. <laughs> there, there are older versions of beans that the Irish made, the English made, the Scottish made, but we just don't see them anymore, right? Yeah. It's, uh, we're focused on the hash brown, Sean. That's, that's our focus. Right, okay. And, and once you get, once you oust the hash brown from the English national consciousness, will you then go after beans? We'll be coming after the beans next. Yes. Okay, and in in what in what practical way, Guy, can you kind of encourage uh, cafes and restaurants uh, in, in the UK to kind of to go around to your way of thinking? Well, here's the thing: how did we even get the hash brown? You know, it belongs in McDonald's, and I say that because even in America, they don't serve it to people for breakfast; they serve real hash browns. How did we get this McDonald's ingredient in our breakfast? And it's very simple. Like thieves in the night, they decided it's quicker and easier than making bubble and squeak. It can be quickly fried, it's cheap to buy, and it's a cheap plate filler. And they started to serve it in our breakfasts, and nobody complained. Over time, it suddenly became normalized. And um, our solution is very simple. If you don't want to prep bubble and squeak, if you don't want to make a whole bunch, like what we do, we make a whole bunch of big batch, chop them into pieces and fry them. And sorry, and and freeze them. So every time you want a piece of bubble, you put it out of the freezer. If you can't do that, if your business, your restaurant, your cafe is too lazy to prep some food, your chef doesn't have those talents, 
then you can just buy them frozen from bird's eye. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can go to Marks and Spencer and get them pre-made. That are really tasty, actually. Yeah. And um, you don't have to make them. But here's the thing. It's an old ingredient. And it's not just an English ingredient. This is pretty common to the entire British Isles. You know, we all endured pressure on the food supply. I think most families at one time in our history worried about where the next meal was coming from. No food ever went to waste. And that's the root of this tradition. You know, it literally was a case of if you don't eat it at dinner, you eat it for breakfast. When it comes to the bubble and squeak, that's the case. Mm. But d- does it have to saying? be? Does it have to be bubble and squeak, or can you just like get rid of the hash brown and then you're well, still okay? We're, we're regulate back. You enjoy whatever breakfast you want with whatever ingredients you want on it. However, this is a call to the faithful. What we're asking is those who serve the tradition with pride, those who really, really take pride in their English breakfast. We're asking them to help us raise the standard a little. That's all. Yeah. So I like hash browns, Sean. I I enjoy them. They're tasty. But I just think they belong in McDonald's. I don't want to see them in my breakfast unless it's a common fry-up. That's a different matter. Then, of course, you know, stick a hash brown or chips in it. Why not? Okay. So a common fry-up is kind of a Euro trash uh, um, yeah, a, a common fry-up is is the lowest common denominator of the tradition. It's imported bacon, imported sausage, hash browns, you know, probably chips. Why not kebab meat on a plate? You know, it's nothing to do with a traditional Irish breakfast or a traditional English breakfast, um, which typically tend to be, you know, really high-quality traditionally made meats from either, you know, English or Irish farmers assembled on a plate with pride and love. Are there many cafes and restaurants uh, coming around to your way of seeing things, uh, Guy? That's, I suppose, the key question. Uh, do you sense a change coming? Happily, yes. Sean, I've been doing this for a decade. And this is going to sound terrible, but for the last 10 years, I've been trying to drag this tradition out of the gutter. <laughs> Restore its former glory somewhat. And yes, I'm pleased to say we're seeing a resurgence in the tradition. Because here's the thing. If you wanted steak and chips, Sean, you could get a cheap one. You could go somewhere decent. Spend a bit more money. And if you were feeling flush, you could go to a Turkish restaurant. Have a man in sunglasses. Sprinkle salt on it from on high, right? Charge you $1,000. If you wanted an English breakfast, you'd struggle to go out and spend more than £20. Even if you wanted to spend £100 on something called the Admiral Lord Nelson, containing three different kinds of sausages from three different regions. White pudding, black pudding, you know, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It doesn't exist. So we're pushing to raise the standard to a place where, as a country, we feel happy going over the top when it comes to our breakfast in the way we do any other meal. You know, we have this notion that the English breakfast should be cheap. We need to shake that off. It's a greasy spoon way of thinking. And, you know, our tradition should not be represented by its lowest common denominator. Guy, I feel an awful urge to rush off and belt out a, a, a verse of uh, God Save the King. Uh, Guy yeah. Bulder-Missenden, thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, Guy is founder and chairman of the English Bre- Breakfast Society. What is bubble and squeaks? It's, as he said, it's it's basically yesterday's dinner uh, that you fry up a bit of uh, yesterday's potato uh, mixed in with uh, cabbage. Uh, and then you, it's kind of like a potato cake then, except it has cabbage in it. Uh, Dan says beans was one of the foodstuffs not rationed during World War Two in England. Uh, someone else says, I would I would rather a reconstituted potato cake than fried cabbage in my breakfast. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, is this the Brexit breakfast? Had a little bang of it there, maybe. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.